0: thing or whatever. This is a little bit of a different looking Eagles team than, than we've seen before. They are passing it a little bit more. Now they're still not they're not passing it a lot. They're still an option team, but but for example, they're they're averaging about 24, 25 pass attempts a game. Schewertz had one game in his career where he threw for 25 or more passes. So they had already tweaked things just a little bit. They've already had a situation where they've had a few different quarterbacks in play. Now, that was because a guy they wanted to have their start at quarterback was out for the first couple of games due to academic reasons. So he was suspended, started QB1, and in or excuse me, QB2 in in game one. Uh, Next game, they had that quarterback get injured, so everything just kind of turned into a mess. But they've had the, the guy back that they want there for the last two games, but it still hasn't necessarily been pretty. In terms of their defense, you know, obviously they, they've been giving up a decent amount of points with the exception of last week against the Raging Cajuns, which was their, their best defensive outing. And then they still gave up 28, so four touchdowns. But, but there is one thing I noticed in looking through their stats that that kind of blows my mind this year. They haven't forced a turnover. All season long. Now, they they're not really a mistake prone team. Obviously, they don't they don't throw it a lot, so they haven't had a lot of interceptions. They've had yeah. actually a a lot of fumbles. They fumbled the ball seven times, but they've recovered it themselves, six of those seven. So only one turnover on fumbles. But they have not forced a turnover. And that kind of blows my mind. For all of the issues with the Arkansas State defense, of which we we're all very aware. That is something – that's a category where A-State's been okay at. They forced eight this year. That ranks them tied for 15th in the country. Not a single forced turnover this season. One other note on that that kind of blows my mind. There's only one other team in the country that, that can say that, that <laughs> can say they haven't forced a turnover, and that's Coastal Carolina. And And that's, wow. that's kind of weird to me. Not just because – Coastal is a pretty decent team, but also because they've played terrible teams. You expect terrible teams to be sloppy and turn over the football. You expect UMass at some point in time to have turned over the football. You expect Kansas at some point in time to have turned over the football. But yet, Coastal is not forced to turn over. And again, uh, neither has Georgia Southern. When you look at what the Eagles have done this year, they've tried to do again, they haven't really necessarily had um, consistent playmakers. Uh, they have a lot of talent. They're always going to have a lot of talent, particularly in the run game. But it's been different guys there, partly because of injury and partly because they're still trying to, you know, get get their bearings there at both running back and quarterback. And with that offense, of course, that's pretty, pretty crucial pieces. Yeah, they co- got a couple wide receivers out there, but, you know what they do in the run game, what they do in uh, the quarterback position is is so key, and it just has not been able to generate the momentum that, that they're used to at this point in time. You just get so accustomed to seeing a team like Georgia Southern not just atop the Sunbelt leaderboards in terms of rush yards per game, but but atop the national leaderboards as well because, because all they do is run the football. But yet, you know, they're only averaging – 237-ish yards per game on the ground, which is significantly lower for them than you would expect in the past. They have been able to generate some explosive plays in the run game. And in fact, they had a 76-yard touchdown run last week, which makes me a little bit nervous. But again, this this is an offense that's kind of just grinding its gears right now. I am intrigued by a, a little bit by their interim head coach. He is a Georgia Southern guy. Kevin Whitley is. He played on the team in 88 through 91. So he's obviously familiar with all of the, you know, Georgia Southern legacy or whatever. And he was there at a time when Georgia Southern was insanely, insanely successful. They won two 1AA championships when he was on that team. They were a national runner-up when he was on that team. But for pretty much his entire coaching career, he's, he's been in the high school ranks. And not only been in the high school ranks, been successful at the high school ranks, been the head coach at the high school ranks, but decided in 2019 to, for the first time, in a 20-year coaching career, to take his talents to college. So in 2019, he became Georgia Southern's cornerbacks coach, served in that role in 2020 as well. And... This week, he's the head coach. Interesting trajectory there. We don't see guys who go from high school to college at the D1 level be successful. At all. It it has not been a good recipe for success. But he does have, you know, that two-season buffer there. (laughs) He is a guy who is familiar with that program having played there. But, Kind of an interesting choice. I would have been interested. To know. Some of the other options. That they had on that staff. But. Maybe they just felt like. Whitley was a guy. Due to the fact that. He does at least have. Head coaching experience. No it's not at the college level. But he's been the. The H.C. before. He knows what it's like. To manage a staff. To manage the. Various and assorted. Responsibilities of game week. But still continue to think it's it's a very, very interesting choice to go with Kevin Whitley there, the cornerback's coach, to be the Eagles' interim head coach for this game. I do wonder if at Arkansas State, how much they've been relying on Andy Kwan. Andy Kwan, uh, haven't talked a lot about him this year, but he's the tight ends coach for the Red Wolves. And it hasn't been that long since he was on the field for Georgia Southern. He was an offensive lineman there, and in fact, I think I'm, I'm pretty sure Quan's last year as a player was the A State comeback game at Centennial Bank Stadium, where of course the Red Wolves had started 0 and 4 in 2016. looked like it was about to be 0 and 5, and the next thing you know, Justice Hansen makes the scramble, then Omar Bayless is in the end zone, and then A State goes on a, a stretch of what seven and one, I think. To wind up the year and, and wrap up conference play, I think that was the last year that Quan played, and he was very good. He was a, a you know a guy who was a Sun Belt selection as a player. But I wonder how much they they've leaned on him to get some of that insight. Now for the players, this isn't necessarily new. You know, you played most of the a lot of these guys who played Georgia Southern before. Um, again, played Coastal Carolina last year, which is an option based. Offense, although it is not the, the option that Southern's going to run. But it is going to be a, <laughs> a little bit of an interesting week. I'm sure it's been of, of preparation. Had to Bay State fan rules, who just tweeted out this note. It's the record for Butch Jones in the first four games of every program he's coached. In 2007, First year head coach at Central Michigan, they were one and three. 2010 at Cincinnati, they were one and three. <laughs> 2013 at, at Tennessee, two and two. But of course, this year at Arkansas State, one and three. Now that I have the final season records for all of those programs. In fact, I don't think at 2007 it was very good. Can't remember what 2010 tennis, uh, Cincinnati looked like or 2013 Tennessee. But between those four uh, or those three programs, he went on to four conference championships, six bowl games, and, and eighty-five wins. So, not quite ready to give up yeah. <laughs> by any stretch. What
1: did uh, What did Aaron Rodgers say? Relax.
0: Relax. Yeah. Relax. That being said, gonna need to see some progress in some areas. For a state uh, coming up this weekend. We do need to hit pause though. Uh, again, 9303776 is the number to call. We will have open phone lines when we return. We'll continue to talk about this one. When we come back, keep it here with us on the ticket.
2: Northeast arkansas sports station is 95-3, the ticket.
3: Alan Lamar will. Return the kickoff across the 20, 25, breaks the tackle across the 30. Allen Lamar cuts left across the 40. He's across midfield. Allen Lamar across the 30, 20, 10. He's going to score. No flags. Allen Lamar takes it to the house. The Red Wolves open up Sunbelt Conference play Saturday as they hit the road to take on Georgia Southern. And you can hear it all on your home for A-State football, 107.9 K-Fine. Coverage begins at 1220 with Wolf House, presented by Baird Auto Group. Then from Statesboro, it's the Mid-South Four Dealers Tailgate Show at 1, the Centennial Bank Pregame Show at 2, and kickoff at 3 o'clock. A-State football is sponsored in part by Bills Cost Plus, Jim's Pawn Shop, Angie Gallagher of United Country Scenic Rivers Realty, George Kell Motors, More Air Conditioning, Calmer Solutions, Gazaway Ace, Max Prairie Wings, J Towns Grill, Collision Repair, and Stanley Woodard Law
4: Firm. Wheat prices continue to rise. Hello, I'm Scotty Woodson from the EAB Act Network with your EAB Noon Market Report. December corn at 539 and a quarter up two and a half, with March corn at 547 and a half up three. November soybeans at 1250 down six. January soybeans at 1260 down five and a half. December wheat at 751 up 25 and a half, with March wheat at 764 up 25. December cotton at 105.74 down six, with March cotton at 103.28 down 60. November rise at 1362 down nine and a half cents, with January rise at 1385 and a half down 10 and a half. Moving on to livestock now. October live cattle at one twenty-sixty-seven and a half, up ten. With December live cattle one twenty-five forty-five, down twenty-seven and a half. October feeder cattle at one fifty-two eighty-seven and a half, up thirty-two and a half. With November feeder cattle at one fifty-three zero two and a half, up twelve and a half. October lane hogs at ninety-two fifty-five, up ninety-five. December hogs at eighty-five seventeen and a half, down twenty-two and a half. That's your EAB New market report. And I'm Scotty Woodson. Have a great day.
1: This isn't what gets a cotton grower up. What gets a cotton grower up isn't made of plastic-covered electronics. It's made of heart, determination, the calling that doesn't need a buzzer. Because you know early is the key to success. Stoneville Cotton knows too. It gets out of the ground earlier and establishes a healthy stand quicker, so it's less vulnerable to weeds, weather, and insects. For a stronger finish, own the early with Stoneville Cotton. BASF. We create chemistry. Always read and follow label directions.
3: Step right up and gaze upon this miraculous substance I hold in the palm of my hands. This little miracle can feed us, clothe us, give us clean, fresh water, and provide wildlife habitat for nature's critters. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the Greatest Soil
5: Learn more about
2: soil health principles that can turn your soil into a star performer. Contact your local USDA Natural Resources Conservation Service office today to find out how. This message brought to you by USDA and this radio station. Turn it up and annoy your coworkers who wear the wrong colors. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Here's Kara Ritchie.
0: All right, welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Karen and Kate with you, 9303-776 is the number to call. What's going to happen Saturday for A-State at Georgia Southern? Most of you on Twitter taking the Red Wolves. Although, uh, Eagles cre- creeping up in the poll somewhat. You can vote online, vote with us on the phone. So We mentioned before the break, uh, looked at Butch Jones' first four games in every program that he's coached. In 2007 at Central Michigan, he started 1-3. And in those three games, his team gave up an average of 43 points per game through the first four. What happened in the fifth game? They won. They won handedly. Only allowed 10 points to NIU. Went on and got bowl eligible. So Butch Jones is trying to, to repeat that because he's 1-3 in, in 2021 at Arkansas State. His team is allowing an average of 42 points per game as opposed to 43 and they're going on the road for for a winnable game against georgia southern so that's the goal you know why i think a state can win this week and this is the dumbest reason ever i'm gonna share it anyways because it's the first road game of the season without the white helmets <laughs> <laughs> if you missed um i'm only i'm not sure if i'm kidding or not actually to be honest with you if you missed uh, yesterday's fashion report from Arkansas State football, of course, they released the uniforms, and it's going to be the Red Wolves wearing, uh, I think the the black pants, the white top, obviously since they're the road team, and the black helmet with the Red Wolf sticker. The previous two weeks on the road, Arkansas State had on the white lid. Fun fact: A State has not won wearing the white helmet since October the twenty sixth of two thousand nineteen. Should burn them. <laughs> maybe not. Two years. Two years. Maybe yeah. not. But but look, if you want a stupid stat for for tomorrow's game and why A State should win, it's because they're wearing black helmets instead of white helmets. There you go. There's your there's your stupid info. Looking ahead to this one. Why not? I like dumb reasons. So nine three zero three seven seven six is the number to call. I was a huge fan of the White Helmets when they came out. A-State had success in them for a little bit, but uh, an additional fun. Maybe they're cursed. The very first game where the White Helmets, I think, made their debut was against UCA in 2016. It's not a good start.
1: Oh, I didn't realize that was the first game.
0: I'm pretty sure that was the first time that A-State wore those helmets. Might have to do just a little bit more research. I, I could very easily be lying to everybody, but I think that's it. And obviously if that's the case, they should have just been put back in the boxes and sent immediately back to the manufacturer right then and there. Although that would have cost us all the awesome stormtrooper looks over the year years. But uh
1: Yeah, it was uh it was uh white helmets with the red wolf head, red jerseys, red pants, that U C A game.
0: Well, let's get depressed. <laughs> <laughs> on uh, on the bright side, again, A-State not wearing those. Not wearing the white helmets tonight. Uh, we'll look more at this game coming up later. We'll have our five questions that we think uh, will decide it between these two teams. But I want to mention, uh, switch gears briefly for a moment to, to A-State hoops. Went to Boots and Ballers last night, and I love that. One, it's kind of fun to just go in and be a— fan from time to time but two big big hat tip to Alicia Bilotto who runs pretty much all of that and just tells Mike Bilotto when and where to show up but that event the first year of it you know there's been years where there's been a, a Grand Slam banquet years where there's been a football banquet those have happened for for a long long time but it wasn't till you know five seasons ago that they decided to do something for, for basketball. Or heck, it might have only been four seasons ago. And that event has grown and grown. It's gotten better and better and bigger and, and more entertaining. I had a pretty good time last night. The players, uh, obviously excited to be there. The boots contest, always fun. And you kind of get to, to see everybody. Get to know the entire coaching staff. Had a dance-off. Mike Scutero won. <laughs> He was the only one dancing, by the way, but he won. They blindfolded everybody and then took everybody else's blindfolds off and let him continue to be out there dancing by himself. So that was pretty entertaining. But again, uh, tip to Alicia Pilato for for getting that all together. It really is a cool event. And uh, you should make plans to be there for the next one and and go ahead and grab up your season tickets. I continue to have high expectations for this A-State men's basketball team this season. I think you should. Have high expectations for the team this season. I think high expectations are fair. When you turn, when you return, <clears throat> more of your production than probably any team other than say maybe four or five out of the 353 in the country. You should have sky high expectations. When you return, the best player in the Sun Belt Conference, you should have sky high expectations. When you turn a a guy like Marquise Eaton, who is going to be super senior this year, it's fair to have those expectations. When you add in a piece like Desi Seals, I think it's fair to have those expectations. And I think those expectations should be be clearly stated from the fan base, from the coaches, from the players from the beginning of the season. I'm not necessarily saying this is a Sunbelt tournament championship or bust, because it's Man, it's so much of it is just getting right at the hot time, getting hot at the right time. But there has to be significant, significant improvement in the win loss column, in both non conference play and regular season play, in conference play. Coming up this season for A State, I I think that will happen. I do think that will happen. But I think it's, uh, I think those expectations should be stated for everybody, right off the jump, because I expect them to hit. Uh, some of those high expectations this year. But uh, fun stuff last night, no doubt about it. tell you what, we've got a lot to get into in terms of some Sunbelt talk and also an update on conference realignment today. Some news with that. Now, it's not breaking, exciting news. It's kind of no news, but it is news worth mentioning. So we'll do that when we come back. Keep it here with us on the Workday Red Zone.
2: We're the station that loves bat flips, transition threes, and end zone dances. One, two, three.
6: (laughs) It's Northeast
2: Arkansas's sports station. 95-3. The ticket.
6: I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. There's one of two ways you can look at last night's Jags-Bengals outcome. You could talk about Cincinnati quarterback Joe Burrow's poise and what a great job the Bengals did to come from behind and win. Or you could focus on how the Jags have blown second-half leads two weeks in a row and how Urban Meyer looks miserable. It's a pretty safe bet the Jags losing and Urban Meyer being miserable will be the juicier subject. Jacksonville looks so good in the first half, but the Jags can't put together 60 minutes of consistent football. Now they're 0-4. Meyer is left searching for answers. Rookie quarterback Trevor Lawrence looked a little bit better last night. And there are positive signs. The question is, will Urban Meyer have the patience to keep losing? And by the way, oh, Joe Burrow was poised, and the Bengals did play well in the second half. They're now 3-1 and 1 and gaining confidence. They've been where Jacksonville is before. But now Cincinnati is the franchise that seems to be headed in the right direction. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Hey, Dan Patrick here. You've heard me talking about Get Upside on the show, the free app that pays you up to $0.25 cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. I've got a special offer for my listeners. Right now, when you use the promo code FOOTBALL, you'll receive a bonus $0.25 per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 per gallon cash back. So do the math. Let's say you have an SUV or a truck, standard 20-gallon tank, promo code FOOTBALL, that earns you $10. That's $10 extra in your pocket just for buying gas. Something you have to buy anyway. Basically free money. Stop over paying for gas and start earning cash back with GetUpside. It's the easiest decision you'll make all day. Download GetUpside in the App Store or Google Play and start earning cash back just for buying gas. And remember, use that promo code FOOTBALL. You'll get the bonus $0.25 per gallon cash back. That's promo code FOOTBALL. Good luck. GetUpside.
7: You've been told banks with branches don't have the digital capabilities you need. But why not have the best of both worlds? At First National Bank, we have all the online banking tools you could ever need. Plus, if you need something, we have real people in real places near you. Digital with branches and real people. We know you can't be everywhere at once, but we can be anywhere you are. Check it, snap it, track it, pay it, move it and ask it anywhere. First National Bank, putting you first always.
3: Equal Housing Lender, member FDIC. Football season is in full swing, and your friends at the ticket are talking about all the teams you care about. High school, Red Wolves, Razorbacks, we've got you covered with all your favorite shows, including the Front Row with Budge Row, RWRC Radio, the Workday Red Zone with Carol Ritchie, the Setup, and the Drive with Brad Bobo. And the ticket is Northeast Arkansas' home to the Dallas Cowboys. So if you want football, we're here for you. On 104.1 KBRI, KNEA AM 970, 95.3, And 96.9, the ticket.
0: Um, hello?
2: Be part of the conversation on the Workday Red Zone. Phone lines open now, 930 3776.
0: All right, welcome back. Kara and Cade with you, 930 3776. Is the number to call. Right. Keeping tabs. Continuing to keep tabs. On. <laughs> conference realignments. Or. Over the past week. I guess. Lack thereof. Because. The reports coming out this week. Are that. Well. Nothing's happened. Nothing's happening. We saw earlier in the week. That. San Diego, San Diego State. And Boise State would be staying put in the Mountain West. Well, that wasn't necessarily that surprising because when those teams hadn't really been rumored to be on the move, too, it it seems like those are programs that are going to hope and wait for the Big 12 or the Pac-12 to continue to expand more. So, okay, no, no big surprise there. But the past couple of weeks, the teams that were rumored to be moving to the AC were going to be Air Force and Colorado State. That was it. Those were the teams that the AAC was targeting. Yeah, it might be a little bit of geographically weird, but whatever. They get $7 million from the TV contract. They can afford an airplane. Well, not so fast. Pete Thamel today reporting that those schools are staying put as well. Quote, they had been heavily courted and considered by the AAC, along with Boise State and San Diego State. All four schools will remain in the Mountain West, end quote. We'll come back to that in just a moment. But, of course, now Mike Oresco is out doing damage control as the commissioner of the, you know, Power Six. He had to put out a quote today saying, The American Athletic Conference has not offered membership to any institution. Our process for considering potential members remains deliberate, strategic, and focused on the continued proven, proven success of their conference. I saw another report somewhere, and I apologize, I don't have this comment up, but that... You know, one of the reasons that it was a no-go for Air Force in Colorado State is because they had some significant pushback from people there at, at high levels, and of course that means money and not administration. So they wanted to continue to stay there in the Mountain West; thought it was a better fit. And so now I, I'm starting to wonder about a lot of questions because, look, you if you have the invite right now and things are going to stay the same in terms of money, you go, you go, because. They would have made another three and a half million dollars a year in, in TV money. That cancels out some of your travel cost, So you go. You go. So what caused the holdup? Because, again, yes, it sounds like there were people, high money involved there. Both programs are like, we don't want to do this. But you can reason with those donors if you believe you'll have more money coming in. So now, does this mean... That people are looking at this AAC contract and thinking, "All right, well, this is not going to continue to pan out. They're not going to continue to get $7 million per school. They're not going to be able to continue to get more money from the college football playoff committee. They're not going to be able to continue to get more basketball money. This is fascinating to me. Because, again, because of the money, if the money stays the same, You go if a state gets an offer and the money is going to stay the same. They go, see you later, Raging Cajuns. Yeah, you go, you take the money and run. So it leads me to believe that again, schools think that the money is not going to be what it was in the past. I I do find it (laughs) interesting now that everybody, all right, so the the first round of schools said no, so now everybody's just throwing names into the mix to see what sticks. I saw. I don't know who it was, a national writer for college football that was like, these teams need to go pursue markets. It was really hard not to respond and be like, no, idiot. That's what Conference USA did. And they're the, they're bad. They're the worst conference to be in right now. I mean, the MAC doesn't have any money, but at least they're close. They have a nice geographical footprint. Conference USA has nothing going for it right now. They pursued markets and it was a horrible strategy. It's going to be fascinating what continues to happen here. Uh, Do you want to pass along some breaking baseball news? We'll dive more into the Cardinals coming up in the second hour of the program. But uh, Derek Gould, who, of course, covers the team for the Post-Dispatch, has for a long time, one of my favorite writers, is reporting that Adam Wainwright and the Cardinals have agreed on a deal for his return in 2022. Sources close to the team have told the Post-Dispatch. I wonder if Adam Wainwright just sent out a text. He's like, yo, I'm (laughs) coming back gonna put off the gardening for one more i mean
1: that was to be expected with molina announcing he was coming back that was kind of to be expected
0: it was but you never you never know yeah until you know you start seeing reports like this come out because he has said look i'm just he's obviously still capable but you figure with a guy like that you know he wants to go out on his on his own terms but he's also talked about the fact that Uh, You know, he wants to spend more time with his family. He has four or five daughters. And I know earlier this year, his his family had a bout with COVID. And particularly, like, it really hampered his wife. And so he had to take over all the the daddy duties for a little bit. And it was in the season, and it was just a lot going on. And he's like, whoa, I think it might have opened his eyes a little bit to how much his wife (laughs) deals with when he's not around. So he's like, all right, I'm going to switch into dad mode. So I think he still wants to be able to to do that soon, too. But uh, we'll continue to wait. Uh, we'll look around in, in the second hour of the program for more news on that. But 2022, Adam Wainwright back with the Birds. Switching gears here back to college football. I wanted to talk about the Sunbelt Slate for just a moment before we wrap up hour number one. Kind of interesting, kind of not. Which last week's Sunbelt Slate didn't look that interesting, and it was still... Full of a couple of surprises, uh, with just the fact that you, when you consider just ULM getting that win, when you consider how badly Texas State lost to to Eastern Michigan, I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think <laughs> we're in store for anything like that this week. I definitely don't think we're in store for another ULM upset. They face Coastal Carolina this week, and although I'm still. The jury's still out a little bit for me on how good Coastal Carolina is because they ain't played nobody. Yeah. I know they're better than ULM, and I know they're better than ULM by a lot. To give you a little bit more of a clarification on just how weak Coastal Carolina's schedule is, this is the third different team this week that they've – the third different team this season that they've been favored in the game by more than 34 points. You're talking about three different games where they've been expected to be five touchdowns better than their opponent. Those are huge, huge spreads. They're also favored by almost four touchdowns against Kansas. Only two touchdowns at Buffalo. So again, they might they might get to the stretch of the schedule where it's A state and A state and in faceplant a little bit. But I have no idea except they, they haven't played anybody any good yet. They're going to win this week. They're going to win by a lot. It is 34-and-a-half. I don't know. I'd probably – I don't know if I would take them to cover. ULM just – I mean, they did show signs of life last week in getting a, a gutsy win over Troy. But they're not winning that game. Speaking of Troy, a little surprised that they're only a six and a half point underdog against South Carolina. I guess I just didn't realize how bad – South Carolina was.
1: Yeah, I don't like that spread at all. I think South Carolina easily covers that. Like, I I don't understand that spread at all.
0: I really so. don't. I I don't either. I find that find that one really intriguing. I feel again. I feel like that should be about about twice that. Honestly, Troy is is not good. They are they're two and two this season, but you don't lose it. ULM, if you are any good, to be blunt, you just don't lose that game. And Chip Lindsey's on the hot seat. Some of the other action from around the league. <sighs> if Georgia State hadn't gotten pummeled by Army at the beginning of the season, I might be pretty intrigued by their game at home against AB State. But I still think AB State is a, a lot better of a team. I don't know if they'll cover the 10 points but I kind of lean towards thinking they will and will be interested in that one. Elsewhere, you know, the Cajuns head to South Alabama on the list of 26 undefeated teams that are out there this season, even though it's only week five, even though they've only played three games, had a bye week last week. I mean, look, nobody expected South Alabama to be on that list, but yet they are. And I don't feel like... The Cajuns have impressed me a ton at this point in time. Are they still better than South Alabama? Yes. But I feel like uh, just a lot of these teams in in the Sun Belt, the jury's still out on a little bit, which, I mean, I guess it makes sense. We're heading into week five. We've just got a third. We're
1: we're a week week or two into conference play, really.
0: We're still getting to know a lot about these teams. And that'll continue to develop over the next couple of weeks as these teams get some conference games under their belt. But uh, but that's it. Texas State off this week. Troy at, at South Carolina. Everything in, in conference matchup everywhere else. Nine three zero three seven seven six is the number to call. We do have time to take a, a quick round of picks before the music hits to take us into the 1 o'clock hour. Uh, but uh, as long as you're willing to talk quickly, we can take a phone call here. If not... Uh, We'll talk to you in the second hour of the program. Looking here on, uh, continuing back to the realignment news for a little bit as we're just throwing everything at you this segment. The Mountain West has put out a statement on realignment. So they, they have circled the wagons. Brett McMurphy tweeting out a statement from the Mountain West Board of Directors. Quote, the trailblazing Western institutions of higher education in the Mountain West Conference are proud of our academic excellence, the strength of our athletics programs and the splendor of our campuses. And today we are announcing our collective commitment to membership in the Mountain West. There's three more paragraphs, but I just really like how dramatic that one is the trailblazing western institutions (laughs) the splendor of our campuses uh let me read through this word salad and and see what else it says here um close collaboration will continue as we identify the best path forward for the mountain west uh we enthusiastically look forward to continuing to provide Mountain West, student athletes with world class academic personal growth and experiences in the nation's top non autonomy five conference. Punches thrown. They're saying, come get us, Mike Oresco. You ain't want none of this. You know, just a couple of days ago, Craig Thompson, the commissioner there of the Mountain West, looked like he was he looked like he was in trouble. He had, you know, his two most premier program sticking around but only cuz there wasn't an opening in the Pac-12 or Big 12 yet. Then you had a couple other institutions ready to jump ship including a very recognizable national brand in Air Force. And then now he's kind of thrown out the how how you like them apples statement. Yeah. To Mike Oresco and the rest of the I'm really football.
1: interested to see what the AAC does now cuz they were kind of banking on those western yeah. teams coming in and so it's what do you do?
0: it's going to be fascinating to continue to watch this and like it's 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 not over no it's not even and it's not over at the the top level it's not I, I still think we could see a couple more go to the pac-12 i still think we could see a couple more go to the big 12 and then this starts this all over again but interesting stuff today from the trailblazing western institutions of higher education We want to talk about the splendor of their campuses. I like that statement. It's goofy. I dig it. (laughs) That wraps up hour one here on the program. Still a lot to get to in hour two. So we got to look around the top 25 huge games coming up this weekend. We got to continue to talk a little baseball with you as well. As we mentioned that news on Adam Wainwright, we'll look at the playoff push, maybe dive into the NFL, continue to talk a state, our five questions. That'll decide Red Wolves at Georgia Southern coming up next. Keep it here with us on the Workday Red Zone.
8: This is Will Oswald with your Friday Ticket Sports update from KNEA. Brought to you by Plants Attire Service. A big weekend of Arkansas State sports begins this evening at First National Bank Arena with the Red Wolves volleyball team being the first to play on the brand new floor at First National Bank Arena. They'll host South Alabama this evening, Troy tomorrow, evening. both matches start at 6 o'clock. The Arkansas State soccer team ranked 10th in the Southeast region by the United Soccer Coaches. It's the road this weekend as they play at Texas State this evening at 7 and at 1 o'clock Sunday at Louisiana Lafayette. That match will be seen on ESPN Plus. It's the Arkansas State Cross Country teams at the annual Chili Pepper Festival in Fayetteville and the Football Red Wolves. Take on Georgia Southern in a battle of one and three teams. Wolfhouse tomorrow at 1220. The stadium pregame at one and kickoff at three from Statesboro, Georgia. All that on 107.9 k Fine and the EEB Red Wolf Sports Network from Learfield, presented by Arkansas Blue Cross and Blue Shield. Four tires in one hour. That's guaranteed at Plaza Tire Service. And that's the latest for the ticket.
2: Buy three, get one free at Plaza Tire Service is backed by popular demand buy three in-stock Falcon SD80 tires for your car, minivan, or CUV and get the fourth tire free. This exclusive offer from Plaza Tire Service saves you money instantly. So keep more money in your pocket and get a great set of Falcon tires with this buy three, get one free offer at Plaza Tire Service in Jonesboro on South Carolina and at our newest store on East Johnson Avenue. Buy three, get one free on the Falcon SD80 for a limited time only at Plaza Tire Service.
7: Jim's Pawn Shop in Jonesboro wants to help you with your stress about paying bills by giving you top dollar for all of your gold and silver jewelry or coins. Deal with local people who will be there for you this week and the next. Jim's Pawn Shop at 3711 East Highland has been in business for over 25 years and is known for the best low terms in the area. Jim's will give you money on almost anything of value. You'll find a large selection of items at price to help your budget. Diamonds, musical instruments, video games, hunting gear, electronics, inventory, changes daily. Visit Jim's Pawn Shop at 3711 East Highland in Jonesboro. voted best of the best six years in a row. Jim's shop will
5: take care of you. There's never an off season at Play It Again Sports in Jonesboro. So get by Play It Again now for whatever sport the athlete in your life has coming up next. Play It Again can get you ready for soccer, fall baseball and softball, golf, disc golf, and so much more. Don't forget to check out Jonesboro Batting Cages inside Play It Again if you're needing to get some swings in. And as always, if you have sports equipment just sitting around the house, you can bring it by Play It Again Sports and turn it into money. Every season is in season at Plenty and Sports, located at the corner of Highland and Carraway in Jonesboro.
7: Did you know that First National Bank has been serving Eastern Arkansas since 1886? For 135 years, we have been meeting the needs of Eastern Arkansas. It's not only that we know your name, those that have worked before us probably knew your great-grandparents' name. Banking definitely looked different then, but it is the same personal service that we pride ourselves in today. And as most banks have changed hands over time, we are still locally owned and operated. Consistency? stability and community are what we are built on first national bank of eastern arkansas member fdic
5: need health insurance now arkansas blue cross and blue shields limited duration plans provide affordable coverage designed to cover you for the length of time you need it you don't have to wait to shop for health insurance you can apply for these policies at any time call woody harrelson at 870-897-5000 or come see woody at 2512 alexander drive in jonesboro today woody harrelson is a soliciting agent for arkansas blue cross an independent licensee of the blue cross and blue shield association plans available only to residents in arkansas
3: Hello, my name is Sidney Moncrief. I've taken over 10,000 shots during my career. And one of them is the COVID-19 vaccine. It's safe, it's effective, and it will allow us to return back to normal. Let's vaccinate Arkansas so we can all get back in the game. It's the easiest shot you will ever take.
8: Save lives, get your vaccination. Learn
7: more at healthy.arkansas.gov. This message brought to you by the Arkansas
2: Department of Health. You're listening to KMEA Jonesboro and KBRI Clarendon. The ticket. Half time's over, and we're getting back to work. Hour two of the Workday Red Zone begins now. Here's Kara Ritchie.
8: Back,
0: friends. One hour until it's all over for the week here on the workday red zone. Thanks for hanging out with us, killing time on your Friday with us. We got Cars.com Question We got picks, we got a lot of college football to talk about. Uh, let's start with the com question asking you what has become our standard game day eve question How do you see tomorrow's game shaken out for a state at Georgia Southern? 63% of you right now taking the Red Wolves to win. 14% of you taking the Eagles to win. 23% of you taking the Eagles to win in cover, which is just uh, a point and a half is all they're favored by. That line has moved a little bit this week uh, after their head coach was fired. So that is our KavanaughCars.com question. We also have our five for Friday questions. And in addition to that, we'll keep the questions going. With the five questions that we have that, think, uh, that we think will dictate the outcome of Saturday's game at Statesboro. First off, I want to know if A State can handle the first quarter momentum. I've said this for the past couple days, and I-, I continue to feel like Georgia Southern's going to come out with a head full of steam. Yes, I-, I know that it has been a tough, emotional week for this team, but situations like that can often lead to players rallying around each other and banding together. And as we've mentioned, there are 11 guys on that roster that have been through this before. They were on that 2017 team that started out 0-6, and the Eagles decided to run Tyson Summers off in the middle of the season, which was a smart decision, by the way. He was awful. He wasted so much talent. It's unreal. But there are 11 guys from that team that are still on this roster. Several of those players are starters. They are seniors. They are elder statesmen. They are are team leaders. And they're going to be able to guide some of these youngins through a week like this. That's why I feel like they're going to come out so charged up. They have a chance to kind of reset their season. There's still a lot that they could play for, obviously, throughout the course of the year. So, I, again, feel like they're going to be coming out and, and looking focused. However, you know, that Pre game high. It's only going to stick around for, what, 10 minutes or so? And Arkansas State has to be careful not to give the Eagles any more opportunities to grow that momentum. So A State's going to need to just weather that storm and just play soundly through the first quarter. Last week was the first week where we saw A State not kind of lay an egg in the first quarter. They led after one last week in Tulsa. It was 14-7. to They had a good start there, sparked by some special teams play. They need to be able to repeat that this week in in Statesboro. Our second question is going to be on this list (laughs) (laughs) until we see some kind of positive response. Just pencil this one in for our question that's going to decide the game every game from here on out. Can A-State limit the explosive plays? Here are the number of of chunk plays allowed per game. And chunk plays are considered to be rush attempts of 10 yards or more, pass completions of 15 yards or more. So there are only six against UCA. One on the ground, five through there. Okay, six. Eh, FCS team, okay. Then there were 15 against Memphis. There were 17 against Washington. There were 15 against Tulsa. And of those chunk plays combined, which again totals 47 in those three games, there were six one-play touchdown drives and two two two-play touchdown drives. So you have just these back-breaking explosive plays after back-breaking explosive plays. And then you finally force a three and out. Then you go out and get a score. And then what happens? you give up a 75-yard touchdown run. I don't think anybody's asking for perfection here because look it's 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 not attainable. There just has to be some signs of progress. So yeah. so here is here is what I I want to see. Especially considering the fact that you don't have to focus as much on trying to shut down the run because or excuse me, shut down the pass because that's just not what the the Eagles trying to. Just give me no more than Nine explosive plays, or nine of those chunk plays, which, again, are are 10-yard rushes, 15-yard receptions. No more than nine of those. And no one or two play touchdown drives. Again, you're not going to get rid of them completely. No more than nine. You cannot continue to have anything that catastrophic and and continue to expect to to have a chance to win football games. One note on the Eagles here. they are they are tied for fourth in the country in, in rush plays of 20 yards or more. Um, a state has been better at preventing daggers in the run game than the pass game, but not it's it's still still has happened enough to I think make a lot of us nervous. For the third question, I want to know if the Red Bulls can find consistency and momentum on on first down. Uh, The Eagles are prone to giving up big plays as well, by the way. In fact, the the only team in the country that allows more bombs of 40 yards or more through the air than A-State is Georgia Southern. A-State needs to be able to take advantage of, of those struggles. If you pick up four or five yards on first down instead of one or two, man, that gives you an extra opportunity to take that downfield shot. You don't have to worry so much about just picking up you know, three or four more, more yards so you won't have to be massively behind the chains. You get you get five yards on first down, you set up a second and five, take the shot. Take the shot, come back, and if you don't get it, we'll then figure out what to do on third down. If you do get it, okay, well, great. You just picked up yeah. 30, 30 yards a, a yardage, 40 yards a yardage. The Eagles are not good here, and A-State needs to be able to ma- maximize that. Moving on, uh, fourth question here, can A-State – outperform Georgia Southern in the red zone. We haven't talked a lot about the red zone this year for A-State. And one of the reasons is is because there are several other issues uh, across this team, but that's been a problem. That was a problem under Blake Anderson, is seeing this team turn yards into points. And it's a problem this year for Arkansas State. When you look at the overall score percentage for for A-State in the red zone, it's not terrible, but it's it's certainly not great. Um, A-State ranks exactly middle of the pack in terms of being able to turn red zone opportunities into points. They're, they've scored on 11 out of their 13 red zone trips. That's 85%. So, so that's not a bad number. But the issue is this. Only 7 of those 11 scores have been touchdowns. If you make it all that way down the field, nobody wants to settle for a field goal. And A-State has done that more than they should have at this point in time. Likewise, the Eagles are also not great at being able to convert red zone opportunities into points. A-State ranks 102nd in that statistic. Georgia Southern ranks 106th. Something's got to give here. Either that or we're just going to watch the all the kickers duke it out for special teams player of the week. Yeah. <laughs> it's It's going to be one or the other. But A-State's got to start having more success there in terms of turning drives into touchdowns and not just turning drives in into field goals. Last thing here, I'm kind of joking but kind of not. But can A-State just have the ball last? <laughs> when you look at this series, you go back to to 2016. You know, Justice Hansen found Omar, ba- uh, Omar, Omar Bayless in the, uh, in the end zone for an eight-yard touchdown with nine seconds left. 2018, it was Wesley Kennedy on the reverse in Statesboro for 47 yards. There were 19 seconds left. And in 2019, you know, Shywerts and the Eagles were, were driving. Uh, they got to the A-State 24 before turning it over on downs, but there were 51 seconds left. So, three out of these four times when these teams have played recently, it's, it's came down to the final minute. So, A-State's going to have to play a full 60-minute game here because it, it's going to come down to the end of the game. Now, I, I say it's going to come down to the end of the game, and I'll be honest with you. There is, there is zero of these four potential outcomes that would surprise me. Either team winning in a close win, either team winning in a blowout. But, I do tend to think it will be More of a close one. Will it come down to the final play like we've seen before? I don't know. It gets weird when these teams play. But, again, nothing. Nothing will surprise me. Just need A-State to weather the storm, cut down on the explosives, not run it up the middle for a one-yard gain on first down.
1: Yeah, that would be nice to actually get positive yardage and start moving the ball on first downs instead of being second 11, second at nine.
0: Got to have something better happening. Yeah. I tell you what, we were going to dig into some college football headlines and, and matchups in this segment, but let's go ahead and take a, a quick break. We'll come back. So much to talk about in terms of Top 25 this week, so we'll do it when we return. Keep it here with us on The Ticket.
2: Enter the Workday Red Zone with Kara Ritchie. Weekdays from noon to 2 on Northeast Arkansas' Sports Station. 95.3, The Ticket.
7: When you bank at First Security, you're choosing better for yourself and fellow Arkansans. Better service from friendly professionals who really invest in your goals. Better solutions with convenient tools and smart resources. And better support for the things that matter to you as well as the communities that matter to us all. Because finding your better at First Security makes Arkansas better too. First Security. Bank better. Member FDIC.
4: Domino's Pizza is hiring. Work in a fun, fast paced environment with Domino's. Do you have solid math skills, sound judgment, and the ability to multitask? You want to be the boss? Domino's Pizza is needing an assistant manager. Domino's is also hiring for delivery drivers with fun and flexible hours and a great schedule that will fit what you're looking for. And take home cash every night. Domino's needs customer service representatives too. Apply now at jobs.domino's.com. That's jobs.domino's.com. Domino's Pizza is an equal opportunity in
7: Hi, this is Angie Gallagher at United Country Scenic Rivers Realty. If you're looking for investment property, I have several great opportunities. We have a 20-unit mini storage operation listed in Randolph County for only 75000 I also have six fixer-upper rent houses in Pocahontas, all for the low price of 206000 And finally, how about a newer 2,400-square-foot commercial building with overhead doors and a nice apartment that is perfect for various types of automotive businesses. Call me for more information at 870-219-5159 and check them out on my my website at unitedcountryozarks.com.
4: At J.T. White Hardware and Lumber, trust the name The Pros Trust is more than a slogan. It's the peace of mind that comes with walking into a local business and seeing faces you recognize and people that recognize you. And it's the promise that they're going to help you get your project, no matter how large or small, done as quickly as possible at the best price. It doesn't matter if you need a new rake or a new roof. Come see why J.T. White is the name found on most local job sites. J.T. White Hardware and Lumber, located at Harrisburg and Parker Road, near I-555 in Jonesboro. Thursday night, October 7th, the eyes of the college
3: football world will be on Centennial Bank Stadium as Butch Jones and the Red Wolves take on the highest ranked team to ever come to Jonesboro. The Coastal Carolina clears, and you can be there for just $5. That's right, just five bucks can get you in as the Red Wolves try to knock off a nationally ranked opponent in a game televised nationally on ESPN. Help make this game a sellout and the loudest game of the season. Come show the nation how Now we support our Red Wolves. Thursday, October seventh, with kickoff at 6:30, as they take on nationally ranked Coastal Carolina. With every ticket on the east side of the stadium, just five dollars, and the first 1,000 fans into the stadium receive a complimentary Red Wolves flag. Make sure you're there for this historic night. To order tickets, go to astateredwolves.com or call 870-972-2781.
2: On paper, it's the best sports show around. Back to the Workday Red Zone.
0: Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Kate hanging out. 9303-776 should be a fun weekend of football. Coming up tonight, of course, we've got the full slate around the EAB family of stations fact we've got uh, we've got a dueling broadcast situation going on you'll be able to hear Cade Carlton on Kiss FM calling the Bearcats as they host Nettleton and you'll be able to hear Nettleton on one Bob FM as they're on the road at Brooklyn so we're gonna have same game different broadcast always kind of fun when that happens so of course you can find you can find the Homer broadcast for your liking Of course, uh, here on the ticket, we'll have Jonesboro hosting Sheridan on KBTM, 1230 News Talk, 101.3 Valley View is at home against Forest City. So, really, you can see a lot of NEA teams at home tonight in action. Don't forget, after the games, tune in to the Friday Night Light Scoreboard Show. That's right here on the ticket. You'll be able to hear every score from every game in Northeast Arkansas, along with uh, some interviews from from coaches and broadcasters and more. So, that'll be the wrap-up tonight. 9.30-ish is usually about when that gets underway. Here on the ticket. Tomorrow, of course. Wall-to-wall college football coming up. And a lot of good games on the slate. This is like the third week in a row that Arkansas is playing one of the biggest games of the week. Yeah. Which is, you know, not something that was expected at the beginning of the season. We mentioned this at the beginning of the show. If, If they're able to pull off the upset against Georgia, then it would start 5 and 0 for the first time since 1998. And this is this is a huge week in terms of the SEC pecking order. And as we all know, whoever comes out on top in the SEC pecking order gets a one-way ticket straight into the college football playoff. With as much weird as there already is in college football, if you're the number 2 team in the SEC this season, you might be able to find your way into the college football playoff as well. It's obviously too early to speculate that that could definitely, would definitely happen. But I feel like we're in store for a lot more weirdness in in the next eight weeks. So today is, uh, excuse me, tomorrow is a huge day. Huge day in the SEC. Because it still feels like, look, until somebody knocks them off, Alabama's the top dog, period. Period. But you do wonder if, you know, look, Lane Kiffin's offense is pretty good. They've got that Heisman candidate that I know Kate doesn't want to talk about.
1: Rat poison. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but but right now it feels like you've got you know Alabama at number one, Georgia at number two, but if Arkansas is able to knock off Georgia, that's a huge shakeup there. If Ole Miss is, you know, able to knock off her or, or be competitive gets to Alabama that, that changes things there. It's a big week for Yeah. The SEC pecking order.
1: Yes, it is. It is a it's a huge week. And it could set up a potential I mean, if everything if both upsets happen then all of a sudden Ole Miss and Arkansas is the most meaningful Ole Miss Arkansas game in the history of the series <laughs> next weekend. So yeah. but I don't know. I just I can't make a pick in the Ole Miss Bama game. Why not? Because if I make a pick, I'm picking on Miss, and that's just hard over mind.
0: There's there's nothing wrong with hard over mind. That's why we're all fan- that's why every fan <laughs> in history continues to show up every week. Yeah. That's why opposing fans still go to the games when their team is playing Alabama.
1: <laughs> and that's why opposing fans. I don't know who went to a 66 to three Alabama win over on this four years ago. Who was that? Not me. <laughs>
0: don't know him don't know him couldn't be you nope but i mean that's why we show up because you never know what's gonna happen because ultimately at the end of the day even if you know your team could be walking into a situation where they're a 55 point underdog yeah but still you go through a dozen different mental hurdles in your head as to why you know, all right, well, if if they do this and if they, you know, if they run the opening kickoff back for a touchdown and then intercept the next four passes and turn three of those into a pick six and then on their only punt return or on their only punt of the game, you know, the other team, might, like we do these things in our head as fans.
1: Yeah, I just know for both Arkansas and Ole Miss fans, like I – and you probably have to go back a little bit further for Arkansas, but it's just nice to be nationally relevant again. Like, Ole Miss hasn't played a game where they are truly, like, nationally relevant, top 15 matchup, where they have a chance to win since 2016. For Arkansas, like, I don't know, maybe 2014, 2013. So, like, it's it's been a while.
0: 2012 was, I think, the Sugar Bowl year. Yeah. But also, you know, with both of these fan bases in, in Ole Miss and Arkansas, you don't have to go through as many of the middle, middle hurdles as you did last season or the no. season before. No, no. I mean, last season, this okay, well, obviously the Hugh Freeze year is able to pull it off a couple times. But, you know, the past couple of seasons, if you're an Ole Miss fan and you're facing off against Alabama, you're just trying to figure out if, if Nick Saban is still mad at you and if he's going to run up the score on your team and if you're going to be able to even stop them and keep them out of the end zone a single time. If you're, in previous years, if you were, you know, an Arkansas fan facing Georgia or Alabama, you're just sitting here thinking, I just hope nobody gets hurt. Yeah. But it's completely different because, again, yeah. you don't have to go through as many hurdles to be able to figure out a way for your team to win this weekend as you Yeah, the I past. mean,
1: both teams have a chance to – not saying they're going to, but both teams have a legitimate chance to win both of their games. But I do think the last assistant Saban wants to lose to is Lane Kiffin. Lane may just retri- retire <laughs> and like, tweet about it for the rest
0: I, of eternity. I cannot imagine. <laughs> More than anything else, that, that gives me the reason to, to – Push or excuse me to pull for uh, for Lane Kiffin in this one because I just <laughs> want to know what his what his Twitter Instagram whatever would be like over the following week uh, if if he were somehow able to put, pull this off. Now uh, Vegas still views these two games as you know pretty pretty not necessarily lopsided, but Alabama is a 15 point favorite at home against 12th ranked Ole Miss. Georgia is an 18 point favorite at home against 8th ranked Arkansas. So Vegas still views these games as not necessarily close, not necessarily games that are going to actually shift the pecking order in the SEC. But I think they're, I think they're going to be fun to watch. Yeah, we've got top twenty-five action starting tonight. Which actually, before that, uh, backing up to last night. Well, I guess the only thing you can say about that game, if you're a Hurricane fan, is is I guess either for better or worse, that your head coach hasn't been fired yet. That was, I always feel bad in games like that for for the kickers because it's not their fault. It's not all on them. There's so many twists and turns that happen throughout a game where if a team executed this offensive play a little bit better, or if they made a stop on this drive a little bit better, they could have been able to come out on top. But you see a play like that at the end, especially where it just legit doinks off the upright. And you just you just sit there and shake your head and say, "College kickers, man. I mean,
1: I'm pretty sure the kid slipped too, like the way he like. Yeah. I don't know like if he slipped before he touched the ball or what the deal was, but it was a very awkward kind of landing after he kicked it.
0: I, I feel like we should give more points if you hit the upright. like if you hit if you hit either one of the uprights, it should be four points. If you hit the crossbar, give him five points, just add a degree of difficulty. Okay, that's dumb. Anyways, top 25 games coming up tonight. Uh, Iowa is at Maryland, which Maryland is a surprise 4-0 team. And then uh, if you want to watch some Blake Ball, Utah State hosting 13th ranked BYU on the CBS Sports Network. You get to tomorrow and I- I'm looking around the slate. I can't I can't decide if I'm pulling for Cincinnati or or not. They're on the road against ninth-ranked Notre Dame. They are a two-point favorite in a game that's going to kick off at, at 130 on NBC. And on the one hand, I, I want to see a, a group of five team get into the playoffs. I want it to finally happen. And this is probably going to be the only ranked opponent that Cincinnati faces this this season. And I want that to, want that to happen. But of course, if if Cincinnati wins out, that means Coastal can't get invited to the party, and I don't think Coastal would have enough of a successful season to be able to, anyways. And if Coastal went undefeated, of course, that means it would that means they would have to beat a state, and I, I can't really root for that. So my head's kind of doing some mental gymnastics here. But I mean, if not if not this year, when?
1: Yeah, I'm just perpetually annoyed by the American Conference. That's the only thing. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Yeah, I just, if it was any other league, I would be rooting for Cincinnati, but I'm just kind of annoyed by the American.
0: So if it was Boise or San Diego State? Oh, yeah,
1: absolutely. And I don't know that I'm necessarily actively rooting against Cincinnati, but I'm not rooting for Cincinnati either.
0: I just, again, I want to see that group of five team get to the playoff. And I feel like, this year with having some of the perennial powers already out of the equation with having with, with looking like the ACC is already out of the equation with looking like, you know, there's a the potential for the PAC 12 to get weird because really Oregon is the only good team. So if they have one slip up, they could find themselves out of the equation. Then does that mean, you know, Oklahoma looked shaky last week against West Virginia. If they falter, who else is going to rise to the occasion there in the Big 12? You don't have that many other options. So are we going to get to a playoff where you have two Big Ten teams and two SEC teams? I just feel like the opportunity is there more than than before for Cincinnati to get in. For a group of five team to get in. For the underdog to get in. Now... All that being said, you know, we'll probably get to the end of the season and the committee will look at Cincinnati and say, oh, well, you went undefeated, but you only played one top 25 team. So we are just going to go ahead and have a a college football playoff that's two Big Ten teams and two SEC teams. So thanks for participating. Appreciate y'all showing up for this. But just like those insane Homer fans who go through all the mental hurdles when their team is a 55-point underdog to try and figure out how they're going to win, I'm trying to go through those hurdles to try and figure out how a group of five team is going to somehow find its way into the playoff. Uh, some of the other games on the slate that are of note. Well, I'll tell you what. we'll We'll hold that thought. But it should be a fun Saturday. Let's go to the phone lines here. Maybe possibly I can't get my phone or my watch to work so I'm having some problems Wade's with us how are you
9: it's okay it's almost uh it's late in the day on Friday yeah you're gonna be all right all
0: right thank you I need
9: <laughs> I and need it's,
0: some encouragement it's gonna,
9: yeah it's going to be a great weekend too uh, some great ball games Arkansas Georgia um it, it's going to be some some fun games Ole Miss and Alabama yeah yeah, oh, Yeah. so tomorrow's uh, will be a day that um, I think, you know, is, is feeds our souls if you like college football. It will be all right. I think so. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know what I think about Cincinnati either. Um, I mean, it's interesting how times have changed. Did I understand that Cincinnati's a, what, two- or three-point favorite over Notre Dame?
0: They are. They're a two-point favorite uh, on the road at Notre Dame.
9: And and Notre Dame's not not at all bad. It's not like Notre Dame's having a terrible year. So that I think that speaks volume for the group of five um, to be getting that group of res- you know that kind of respect on the road. Oh, that, that's isn't that? I mean, that's that's interesting to me. That's that should be a heck of a ball game.
0: It should be. I, I hope it's the case.
9: Yeah, I, I, I guess we'll see tomorrow. You know, I mean that's why we play the game. But I mean that's it's at least fun to to look at the numbers and compare and then see the you know, the the two to three point favorite and you know, talk about that till the game till they kick off and then they get destroyed by forty but then we'll know we were wrong. But you know if it comes down to the last, you know, five or six minutes of the game, I guess, you know, we'll know that the uh, the prognosticators are usually pretty close, not always, but they, they do pretty well with the numbers.
0: Yeah, and they would have. Gosh, they would just about have that when I was as a pick'em because you kind of get three points for being there at home. So yeah. they they view Cincinnati as a team that's a point better <laughs> than Notre yeah. T- Dame. Did, uh,
9: did Or you no, guys, five points better. Uh, I have that in my head wrong. Did Did you guys see the story about um, Dion? About um, oh, the coach of Jackson State. Um,
0: coach Prime. Is it Dion Saker? Yeah, it's Dion. Yeah. Yeah.
9: Yeah, um, you know, I, I see the uh, Affleck story, you know, the commercial where he's asking, you know, Coach Saban about getting a jacket, and, you know, I don't pay a lot of attention to the NFL, but I saw a story a week or so ago where, I guess, Alcorn State, that's also in, I guess, a SWAC with Jackson State with them,
4: mm-hmm.
9: and um, I guess the the news was getting out that Alcorn State had players that weren't going to be able to... Uh, practice because they were short trainers and they just don't have the athletic budget and Deon Sanders took his checkbook out and said I will pay for trainers for a rival school to have trainers which I just think is the coolest
0: That is cool. I missed that story.
9: I'll uh, I'll see if I can find the link and send it to you because they asked him and he said, you know, this is about, you know, preparing kids for life and it's it's bigger than just one Saturday and you know, we want to give them every opportunity so I guess, I'm not sure the logistics, but the, I guess the bottom line was he got involved and in helped get the funding for a rival school to have trainers.
0: Yeah. Which is
9: uh, pretty amazing.
0: Yeah, I don't know if, if he actually ended up cutting the check or not, but you can find the story, you know, you can find the quotes where he offered to.
9: Yeah. So, anyway, I mean, the logistics of it, I guess, is, you know, that's another story, but the fact that he. That he had that in his heart and he felt I thought was that that raises my respect for him and um to a whole new level because that's ultimately what it's about. It's about these young guys having an opportunity to go and compete on the field, get an education, and advance in life. Yeah, so hey, you can have I done my picks with you this week? No, May you, do
0: you have not, and uh, let's dive into them. These are all a state at Georgia Southern over or under 65 and a half points scored.
9: I think it'll be over.
0: Over or under 275.5 rushing yards for Georgia Southern?
9: Oh, I hope it's under.
0: Will either team score a defensive or special teams touchdown? Yes. How many total passing touchdowns will be scored in the game? Four. Which team records more tackles for loss?
9: Arkansas State. Ty- I know that's really going out on a limb.
0: <laughs> uh, Tiebreaker total yards of offense for the Red Wolves.
9: Uh, I'm just going to hope that they have it together. They have uh, 482 yards of offense All right. and a win.
0: All right, we got right.
9: it. Awesome. Thank you uh, for your the venue and for what you do. Everybody have a great weekend. Go Red Wolves.
0: Thanks, Wade. Appreciate it. We'll see you. Nine three zero three seven seven six is the number to call we'll have those phone lines open during the break but we'll hit pause for a moment come back check in on the redbirds keep it here with us on the ticket
2: we are the station that always has our howl on northeast arkansas sports station 95 3 the ticket
3: the pond is away Backpedaling to receive it is Johnny Lang at the 39 of A-State. Breaks a tackle across the 40, 45, 50. Breaks another tackle across the 40. Go, Johnny, go. Across the 20, 10, 5. He's into the end zone. Touchdown, Arkansas State. The Red Wolves open up Sunbelt Conference play Saturday as they hit the road to take on Georgia Southern. And you can hear it all on your home for A-State football, 107.9 k Fine. Coverage begins at 1220 with Wolfhouse. Presented by Bay. Auto Group. Then from Statesboro, it's the Mid-South Ford Dealers Tailgate Show at 1. The Centennial Bank Pregame Show at 2 and kickoff at 3 o'clock. State Football is sponsored in part by Central Baptist Church, 1812 Pizza, First Financial Mortgage, Tetter Equipment, Blue Cross Blue Shield Agent Woody Harrelson, The Old Country Store, Purcell Tire and Service Center, Glen Sane Motors, Tommy's Express Car Wash, Farmers and Merchants Bank, and NEA Baptist.
0: Where are we
8: going? I thought you wanted to get some stuff for the party.
4: We're going to the Old Country Store off the Cache River in Sedgwick, just 10 miles from Jonesboro.
8: Yeah, but we need something besides beer and wine, don't we?
4: The Old Country Store has all spirits now. I'm taking you to see all your favorite men.
8: Oh, you mean Jack, Jim, Jose, and Johnny. Yep. You know, Jose's my favorite.
4: Keep your clothes on this time. The proceeding was recorded by poorly paid voice actors. The Old Country Store and Spirits. 16067 Highway 63 East in Sedgwick, just 10 miles from Dan Avenue. The Old Country Store.
7: Lensmasters in downtown Jonesboro is your one hour eyewear center. That's right. Get your glasses in just one hour. Just bring your prescription in and our trained eyewear specialist will style you with the perfect glasses for you. Selection isn't a problem at Lensmasters. We have the largest eyewear showroom with the top brands. Come see us today and let our trained stylists and licensed opticians help you with the style perfect for you. Our on-site lab makes your prescription lenses in just one hour. Lens Masters, 320 South Church Street, downtown Jonesboro.
9: I've been a farmer all my life, and I know how important it is that we never miss a season. So let's vaccinate Arkansas to stop COVID-19. It's safe, effective, and rigorously tested. Do it for yourself, for your family, and for Arkansas this is our best shot to get to the other side of the pandemic
7: save lives get your vaccination learn more at healthy.arkansas.gov this message brought to you by the arkansas department of health
5: hey it's brad bobo if you haven't joined us for the drive you're missing sports talk done a different way we shine the spotlight on local people making sports news especially our high school coaches and athletes. We also cover sports stories from across the state and the nation. And of course, we bring you tons of Red Wolves coverage and talk with folks around the Sunbelt Conference. Come see why sports news breaks on the drive. Weekdays, afternoons from 3 to 6 on Northeast Arkansas Sports Authority, 95.3 the ticket and AM 970 KNEA.
2: Giving you 110% and taking it one show at a time. Here's Kara Ritchie.
0: Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone phone lines open at 9303 Got some picks. Got a KavanaughCars.com question. What's going to happen Saturday for a state at Statesboro? We'll look at how you are voting in a moment. But I do want to remind you about our awesome friends at KavanaughCars.com? A phenomenal place to head if you are looking to purchase a vehicle. I think you know that by now, right? Right? You know all the things that you can do on their website? You can search for the perfect new or pre-owned vehicle for you. You can get pre-approved. But I do want to continue to remind you that they'll buy your car. And they'll buy your car even if you're not trading it in to buy one of theirs. You can find out, again, more information at com, But they're going to pay you more than your car's worth. (laughs) Over $2,000 over the Kelley Blue Book value. So hit them up right now. Find out what that vehicle is worth. You can even chat with them online if you've got any questions. And it's all for you at CavanaughCars.com. Let's go to the phone. Check in with Big Dave. How are you? Good afternoon, Kara. How are you? Hey, doing great. Thanks for shouting at us today.
9: Yes. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, how about some picks?
0: Hey, let's dive right in. These are all A-stated Georgia Southern over or under 65.5 points scored. Over. Over or under 275.5 rushing yards for Georgia Southern?
2: Gosh. Under.
0: Will either team score a defensive or special teams touchdown? Yes. How many total passing touchdowns will be scored in that game?
9: Total passing touchdowns? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, boy. Six.
0: Which team is going to make more tackles for loss?
9: A-State, hopefully.
0: All right. <laughs> Our tiebreaker, Big Dave, total yards offense for the Red Wolves. Uh,
9: 569.
0: All right. That's it. Easy peasy.
9: Now, what, what's the topic of the day?
0: Well, I mean, we always ask people to make their bold predictions for the A-State game, but we've caught up on, you know, what's going on in college football this weekend and about to dive into some baseball talk as well.
9: Well, i tell you what, so uh, so
2: tickled, the Cardinals have clinched everything. Uh, I told you a month ago not to give up on them.
0: <laughs> I didn't give up on them. They just played like crap for a while.
9: Okay, so you didn't give up. on You sounded like you'd given up on
0: them. No. I, I got mad at him. In my defense, <laughs> I, the, Wainwright said that it, there was a stretch there that was the worst baseball he'd ever seen the team play. They were bad you know, and, for a and, while. And
2: and and and, uh, and let you know leave it to Wayne on you to call it as as, as it was. I mean uh, they did play crappy. Uh this this winning streak has been unbelievable. Yeah. So anyway. Uh, good luck to the Cardinals. Hey, I got a call, so I gotta get a, kid a oh. call, Kara. See
9: you later.
0: Thanks, Big Dave. 9303776 the number to call. I'm not a bandwagoner, I'm not a fair weather fan, but if my team is playing like trash, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pretend they're not. Uh they played some bad games against some bad teams and then magically rallied to play some great baseball against some good teams which is really exciting as they're obviously going to be facing some tough ones once they get into the playoffs. Uh, I guess what happens after one streak ends, you do your best to to start a new one, and we know it at least will not be a losing streak for the Cardinals as they bounce back from that loss on Wednesday with a 4-3 winner yesterday. It was Dylan Carlson who did the heavy lifting. You know, unfortunately, he didn't quite come through with the home run cycle that I was trying to speak into existence yesterday. <laughs> Uh, when we when we left you yesterday, uh, that was the score. It was already four to three, and and he had hit a solo home run and a two run home run. So I was trying to talk him into hitting a three run home run and a grand slam. Didn't quite work out, but a win at the end of the day is is what you want there. So the Cardinals were able to go do that, and you know really what goes on these final few days doesn't matter. And I'm trying to kind of wrap my head around what I want to see from this team over the next three days because because it, it's just irrelevant. There's nothing you can do in the next three days that's going to change anything that happens starting on Wednesday once you get into that one-game one playoff. But, I mean, obviously, you just want to make sure, you know, everybody continues to look sharp over the next three days. Yeah. Whether you've got a starter in the lineup, whether you've got... A bench player in the lineup, whether you dig a little bit deeper in the bullpen or whether you still want to make sure you're using kind of your normal guys on their normal routine, I, I just want to see everybody continue to look locked in and focused and you know, some of the things that were strengths all year long, I want to continue to see those look good as well with with crisp defense and smart base running. And, you know, if the Cardinals do all those things, whether they go the 3-0 and or 0-3 or any kind of combination in between then over these last three games against the Cubs, I'll, I'll personally be okay. I, I would actually be a little bit nervous if it was 0-3. I'd worry about the emotional hangover, of the streak, and I'd probably start getting in my head about uh, all the potential bad things that could happen. But overall, uh, really, there's just, again, bigger, bigger fish to fry in terms of the wins or losses over the next few days. The bigger news today than tonight's game against the Cubs is Adam Wainwright coming back for 2022. And you kind of wondered if, if that was going to happen. But you knew that his contract was up this year. He's been, for the past couple years, just agreeing to to one-year deals that are typically incentive-laden. And the one thing that made you a little bit more confident about him potentially coming back is, Cade mentioned earlier, is, is you had the return of Yadier Molina. Yeah. So was Adam Wainwright going to let his BFF sail off into the sunset alone? <laughs> no. They're going to continue to try and have more starts and what has been an a cr- incredible two incredible careers for that battery. And so they're going to do it up one more time. Um there's not really any necessarily details about this deal, money or incentives or anything like that, but uh we do know the Cardinals are going to have a press conference today at two o'clock. So immediately following the show I would I would tune in to I don't know if they streamed that on Bally Sports or if you can just try and find comments on Twitter or, or whatnot, but um keep an eye out for news on that. But I mean heck man, why not? Why not bring Wayno back for another year? Obviously the team wanted it. The guy is seventeen and seven this year and he's got he's got an ERA of of three. That's still a good pitcher. A lot is made of his age, the fact that he's 40, but 17-7 and with an ERA of three is a good pitcher. So to have him back one more time is is phenomenal. Of course, the Cardinals have already announced that he's going to be that guy who makes that wild card start. In terms of pure stuff, yeah, you'd love to have Flaherty out there. But Flaherty's not healthy, and if you send Flaherty out there, he's probably going to be on like a 40-pitch pitch count. And so you'd have to use one of your several of your best relievers to make it through that game and just be kind of a, a mess. But since he's the bulldog, the ace, the elder statement statesman, whatever you want to call it, he's gonna get the ball there. And uh for that National League wildcard game on Wednesday. Location, opponent still to be determined, but it's looking like LA and LA <laughs> for both of those. <laughs> Although they, it, it's still, the West is not still 100% decided. And there's still some weird things that can happen in Major League Baseball overall. Yeah. But we have seen, you know, the Braves, they're, they're officially going now. Astros, they're officially going now. So we're starting to see this picture get a little bit more clear. One thing I am personally pushing for, because again, I want chaos all the time as much as possible. There still is the potential for a four team AL wild card tie for two spots. I'm not going to go through all the tiebreakers cuz when you've got that many teams involved, it turns out to be a novel, but it it could still happen. Right now it's the Yankees headed in as the first wild card, but the Red Sox and Mariners are tied at 89 and 70. The Blue Jays are 88 and 71. So there is there is much potential there for a playoff game to get to the play-in game in the playoffs in the American League. That makes sense? I think I said it right. Pat myself on the back for that. But uh, still uh, a fun last weekend here of the season. For the Cardinals tonight, uh, it's a seven fifteen start on 95-9, the Wolf against the Cubs. I am excited for tonight's game because we're going to see Dakota Hudson out there. Uh, We've seen him pitch, you know, this this season briefly at a bullpen roll, but I can't tell you the last time he made a start for St. Louis. Kind of pulling up the game logs here. As he spent so much time injured and and battling back from that. So, looking forward to seeing what what he might be able to accomplish um, tonight. How deep he'll be able to go. Because if you have one more weapon there you can add to your potential postseason rostered, well, heck yeah, you you take it. Uh, But we'll see how he fares this evening. One more break today. Let's take it. We'll come back. We'll wrap things up here on the Workday Red Zone.
2: We're not as socially awkward as you think. Search for 95.3 The Ticket on Facebook. And follow us at 95.3 The Ticket on Twitter. At Mr. T's.
3: They know football games start way before kickoff. And that's why Mr. T's is your tailgate party headquarters this football season. Get 30 packs of Bud. Bud Light, Coors, and Miller Light for just twenty seventy five, dollars tax included. Plus, Mr. T's has the largest selection of beers and wines from around the world, all at the absolute best prices. So make the game-winning drive to Mr. T's at... Riverside or Mr. T's Express in Red Onion, Missouri. And as always, Mr. T's reminds you to drink responsibly.
5: Mr. T's at Riverside.
4: Farmers, harvest is here, and Pico Foods wants your corn and Milo. If you haven't called Pico Foods, do so today to take advantage of their always competitive prices. Pico Foods, the eighth largest poultry producer in the U.S. and a fourth-generation family-owned business, is committed to doing business with local producers, and right now they want to buy your corn and Milo. Call today. In Arkansas, Missouri, David Durham or James Chester, 870-202-7101. In Alabama and Mississippi, contact Craig or John Taylor Hickman at 601 670 9380 Whether
7: you're starting out or starting over, Payless is the name to remember for home furnishings. How about a queen mattress for only $99? Or a heavy-duty washer for $15.99 a week? Name brands like Ashley, Maytag, Samsung, Sealy, and more. No credit? No problem. Payless has flexible
0: payment plans and on-the-spot quick delivery. So, starting out or starting over, Payless is the place for quality furniture with locations in Jonesboro, Paragold, and Piggott. Visit us online at shoppaylessfurniture.com. That's shoppaylessfurniture.com. Why pay more when you can pay less?
8: Gazaway Ace in Paragould and Jonesboro remind you that whatever the project, they're the place that has everything you need. Fall is upon us, so skip the rake this season. Power up your fall cleanup with an Ego 650 power blower. Check out the full line of Ego tools and save 10% on the Ego 650 blower. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks, and helping you is the most important thing we do. That's Gazaway Ace on Hilltop in Jonesboro and West King's Highway in Paragould. Gazaway Ace is the place you want to go. Go
7: Express Employment Professionals is hiring right now near you. Express in Stuttgart is now hiring for seasonal positions at Riceland that could transition into a long-term and lucrative career in the rice industry, a business vital to this area. These jobs are also a great opportunity to earn extra money with substantial overtime. Now is the time to join Riceland in Lono, Oak, Hazen, Desark, Holly Grove, Fair Oaks, Hickory Ridge, Parkin, Wheatley, or Stuttgart. Seasonal positions include harvest labor, dump operators, sample house workers, and appraisal. There's never a to apply with express and they offer free direct deposit or prepaid debit cards stop the job shuffle apply for the seasonal positions now available with riceland and you could transition into a continuing and rewarding career call 870-672-4568 to schedule an appointment to apply in person at express employment in stuttgart or begin your application online at expresspros.com that's expresspros.com or 870-672-4568
2: You've already mailed it in at work today, so you might as well keep it right here. Back to the Workday Red Zone.
0: All right, we have hit the home stretch of the day of the week here on the Workday Red Zone. So last call on the phones is 930-3776. If you'd like to weigh in on the question of the day or on the picks, of course, if you... Would rather do the picks online? I guess that's all right, too. Facebook.com slash 95.3. The ticket is where you can find them. One last look at the poll question here. Asking you, what's going to happen tomorrow for a state at Georgia Southern? 64% of you believe that the Red Wolves will win. 14% of you taking the Eagles to win. 22% taking the Eagles to win and cover the one and a half. So, basically, like, 14% of you are taking the Eagles to win by a point. <laughs> 22% of you taking the Eagles to win by two or more points. So, uh, that's uh, that's the latest look at the poll there. I mean, this is absolutely a winnable game for Arkansas State. But just make a couple less mistakes than we've seen in the previous games. The, the Eagles are, even if they come out, you know, hair on fire, focused, locked in, at the end of the day they're they're not a a great team. Arkansas State is is better than this team. They just can't have a game where they give up a 75-yard touchdown run in the first quarter and you know turn it over a couple of times to a team that is not forced to turn over yet this entire season. Just show I mean baby steps for A State is what needs to happen defensively at at this point in time. Elsewhere for other news and notes from around the country, there's always that those stories that you look at and you just think that ah, it, it could be worse. For a state fans, I mean, sure it's one and three start right now. Georgia Southern one and three start right now. You're a little not necessarily mopey about your team, but you want to see improvement. You, you wish that the record was a little bit different, but at least you're not a UConn fan or a Vandy fan. At least you don't have to go to that game on Saturday. Uh, UConn at Vandy. Playing at Vanderbilt Stadium in Asheville. Now, if you if you are looking for something to do and you don't already have plans for tomorrow and you would just like to go watch football, I will tell you that you can go to this game for only $2. Yep.
1: Yeah. SeatGeek.com.
0: I have never seen, I don't know if I've ever seen a, a college football ticket that cheap. Do you still have, I mean, because if you have to pay any kind of fees to list your ticket, <laughs> you're losing money. You're losing money on the transaction. It's kind of crazy. On, on the flip side of that, I swear I saw a story that had Buccaneers at Patriots tickets going for like $1,100. But pulled up some some seat geek there, and they're only like 220 bucks. I mean, is that more than I would want to pay? Yes, but for people who are diehards of either franchise, you kind of get it. It's a huge storyline in football this weekend with Brady going back to Foxborough. Can Belichick get him?
1: I don't know. That'll be an interesting game. That may be the lone NFL game I get to watch on Sunday, but I'm excited for that. I think that'll be a good game.
0: I mean, look, the Buccaneers are, are... massively better than the Patriots. But you feel like if there's anybody that can devise a game plan to shut down or at least slow down Tom Brady, that it's going to be the guy who was his head coach for years and years and years. That will be a fun one. That's one to uh, keep tabs on it and scoreboard watch or whatever. That's uh, the Sunday night game, actually, at – 7:20 on NBC. As far as catching uh, a couple of Red Wolves in action on Sunday, both Jaden McKissick and Demario Davis playing at the same time. As Washington is at Atlanta, find that game on Fox. The Saints are hosting the Giants. That game also on Fox. So depending on how they do the regional split up, I would feel pretty good about, I, I say I would feel pretty good about people in this area being able to catch that one. But Carolina at Dallas is also on Fox. So that might be the game that's shown in our neck of the woods. I'm not sure. Of course, a reminder, you can catch that Cowboys game right here on the ticket on Sunday. And just a heads up, you know, throughout the course of the college football season, sometimes we throw some marquee games at you on Saturdays here on the ticket. And we're going to do that tomorrow. We'll have that Alabama and Ole Miss game for you right here on KNEA. So, Sports, sports, more sports coming up this weekend on KNA. Should be a great, great weekend. All right, I'm out of stories. We got like a minute, minute and a half until the music hits. How long can we just have radio silence before it gets weird? The, the, I mean, the answer to that is not very long. It gets weird yeah. really, really quickly. Yeah, where is that? Yeah, the, it's, it's very weird. Yeah, it's super weird. Yeah. Are we uh again how much how much time we got?
1: Uh like ten seconds. All
0: right. I think we're gonna make it. Yeah. I think we're gonna survive another week here on the workday red zone. I think I hope. Man, ten seconds felt long there.
1: Yeah. Sure did.
0: I was counting my head. Doing the one Mississippi, two Mississippi. Brutal. We made it, though. Some way, somehow. Made it uh, through the end of the show. Made it through the end of the week. And uh, we appreciate all of you calling, texting, tweeting, all of that to help us get through it. Keep it here. The Setup with Kate and Andrew is next. Drive is off today. It's a travel day. But on Monday, everybody should be back, including the Front Row at Budro- with Budrow to start the day at 7. RWRC Radio with JC at 10. And then Kate and I will be back Monday at noon. For Kate, I'm Kara. Thanks for hanging out. Cannot wait. To talk to you then, have a great, great weekend.